Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks. This is going to be the first edition of the New England Society of Geeks Comcast. Comcast? Comcast. Comiccast. Where we are going to talk all things comics. And of course, uh, there's nobody better to do that with than uh, the cosmic comic guru, Dario. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> so, uh... Dario, uh, if if this is the first episode you're listening to, uh, first of all, go back and listen to all the other ones. They're really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, second of all, Dario works at the comic book store that I frequent. Yep. Where I that's get my entertainment. Comics. That's entertainment in... That's entertainment north. That's entertainment north. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. Yep. So if you're in the neighborhood, stop by. He'd love to see you. Yep. And maybe he'll be nicer to you than he is to me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but anyway so let's talk some comics, shall we? Yeah. All right. Let's you- uh, let's talk Man of Steel first. All right. I have a bunch of comics here with me that we can go through. So if you hear crinkling, it's probably because I'm taking stuff out of the plastic. But I have issues two, three, and four. And I don't have issue one. I didn't get issue one either. No, I, I bought issue one. Oh, I just did don't you? know what I did with it. Oh, I totally missed it. It's in my pile of things. Ah. My pile of comics. So, uh, so Brian Col- Bendis. Yeah. So this is this. Well, it's not technically his first because he did the story in Action Comics one thousand. Yeah. But this is this is the beginning of his run, basically. Yeah. So Marvel uh, lost him. He went over to DC. It was a big coup, and they spent what three four months mm. like promoting it. Yeah. Like, like every comic you buy it said Bendis is coming, yeah, Bendis is coming, yeah. and they were getting everybody ready. Yeah. And and so we waited and waited and waited, and we got Action Comics 1000. We got his little his little taste of what was to come. Yeah, just a small little And Superman was story. really just a fight. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. I mean, yeah, they, they good, mentioned yeah. some good, they mentioned some things, like, right away they were like, oh, he brought back the red shorts. But it was through the eyes of, like, civilians, it, which is neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I mean, I get the whole red shorts thing, but it's it's funny that it's such a big... A big deal? It yeah. It's a big deal. Red it, shorts is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand it. It's just weird when you think, like, if you're an outsider, everybody's like, you see everybody going, oh, he's got his red shorts back, and you're like... So, <laughs> but no, of course, that's, you know, iconic Superman, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. <laughs> when I was in college, I tried making, for Halloween, I tried making uh, a Bizarro costume, right? Yeah. So, as I was making the Bizarro costume, I I went to, like, Walmart or something, and I bought these, like, 
double double excise like men's red underwear <laughs> to put on top of the stuff I was wearing. And I was like, no, no. This doesn't, this doesn't look good at all. Realistically it wouldn't work. But yeah, it, no, it looked uh, terrible. This is early cosplay. <laughs> so you went with the red and blue bizarro, not the purple bizarro? Uh, at the costume? time at the time it wasn't purple, but it yeah. was I did a I did a really, really dark uh blue and a really, really dark red and right. I hand and this is of course like way before people started doing cosplay stuff all the time, so I, I made my own reverse Superman logo shirt because yeah, yeah. I was in art college, so I had access to like silk screen and studio and all that stuff. Oh, that's cool! And I painted myself all white with the lines, and I made a giant medallion <laughs> that's a Bizarro number one on it, the Silver Age Bizarro medallion. Yeah, right. And I'm walking down the streets of Portland, Maine, and people are like, "Zombie Superman!" <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, exactly, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, going back to the Man of Steel book, um, so what have you read of this so far? I have read uh, issue two and three. I missed right. one, and I haven't picked up four yet. I suppose the biggest deal that they're they're pushing in this is the fact that this new character... Oh, yes. Um, what is his name? Rogel Czar, I think? Something like that, I'm trying yeah. to look his name up real quick. But apparently he is the reason that Krypton was destroyed. So I've heard. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's a good sigh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose it depends on how he did it. Yeah, his name is Rogozar. And maybe his motivations behind it. I'm I'm waiting to find out the motivation. We're on issue four right now uh, of a six-issue miniseries, and there's really no motivation aside Mm. from the fact that he has one. Um, Passionately hates Kryptonians and feels that that everything that they're doing, um, everything that they were doing before the the race got destroyed, is that they were going and interacting with other races and trying to bring up their technological levels. Mm. And apparently, they were not paying any attention to what it was doing to those to, to those planets. And that's it. Seems like that's what his concern was: is that they were spreading like a virus, trying to make people better, but they were actually making them worse. Interesting. So, this Rogelzar guy worked for a group of galactic beings that were like the the Council of Guardians that oversaw the universe. Mm. There was a Guardian of the Galaxy, which you saw. Um, and then a few other things, which we I don't I don't have any knowledge of. A couple other races or creatures, and when Rogel decided that he wanted to destroy Krypton, they're like, "Oh no, no, he can't do that." And so he walked away. And very shortly after that, Krypton got destroyed. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> we don't know. Interesting, very interesting. But we're on issue four, and and they really haven't elaborated any more than that. Uh, the way he's telling the story, it's it's a little bit of Rogozar. A little bit of Superman, a little bit of Daily Planet people all saying, hey, where's Lois? Mm. And a little bit of Supergirl. Yeah, I saw a little bit of Supergirl, yeah. And she's only in it for the fight so yeah. far. And, the, and there's a whole thing with um, with Lois. Right, because Ro- Lois and John are gone. Right. Lois and John are gone. <laughs> Lois and, John. <laughs> but there's, and there's a whole thing where Superman's not really talking about it yet. Yeah, every time anybody asks him about it, he avoids it. Right. Um, uh, Green Lantern asks, uh, yes, yeah, well, where are yeah. they? And he won't answer the question. Right. Uh, when he's Clark Kent, Perry White, seems like he knows or is helping cover for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, other people are asking, and no one's really getting a straight answer from anybody. And right. we're very, 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 sh- like, there's like a page in every issue that's kind of 
telling that story as to what happened to them. Right. Uh, but he's really doing his best to repeat the same information every issue. It's like, here they are, there's a white light. And then issue two comes along and like, remember that? There they are, there's a white light. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he's dragging that story out a lot. Uh, but realistically, what it comes down to is I'm enjoying it so far. Are you? Uh, but I, I can't compare it at all to the original Man of Steel. The John Byrne Man of Steel, which carries a lot of weight with it as far, well, as, as, yeah. far as a Superman origin book. Yeah. Um, they named this Man of Steel because they wanted it to be related to that or make people think that this is kind of right, the reboot, yeah. Yeah. the origin thing, and I'm not getting that from this. Because it, it's not, yeah, because it's not really an origin. We, we don't need Superman's origin again. No. No one needs no. Superman's origin again. <laughs> Nobody uh, needs Superman's origin again. So if you think of it like that, then maybe it makes sense, because we all know it. And he's just he's delving a little bit into the Delhi planet and delving a little bit into right. his interactions with humans as Superman and other heroes. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like it's a slow a slow rate. But that's how he writes. Ben just writes slow. He not, does. Not really slow, but right. he builds a story up. It takes a while for that to happen. It's just for me, so far it's not bad. Um now from from my angle coming from it, I'm not a huge Superman fan. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a, you know, I like him. I like Superman if he's part of the Justice League or whatever, but I never really uh, read a lot of his Superman books and stuff. Just not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am, however, I have been a huge fan of Bendis Mm -hmm. for a long time. So that's how I'm kind of coming into this, where I'm like not, not being a huge Superman fan, but hoping that Bendis is going to... Um, make me really like Superman. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, it's just gonna take a while. Like, what's yeah. your fa- what's your favorite thing you did over at Marvel? Ooh, ah, uh, I. Th- Ooh, that's a good question. I Is like he- his. I like his Daredevil run. Yeah, he did do Daredevil, right? He did. Yes. Yeah, I had to just check that real quick. <laughs> I th- yeah yeah um I th- oh that's that's a good one. I think I. I think I would go with um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he wrote think, that forever. Yeah. He made the guy. Yeah. He started there in issue one. Yep. Yeah, that, you know, you you got it. You just took it from me. <laughs> that is probably the best thing he's written from Marvel. And, uh, you know, and he created Miles Morales, who, yeah. I, who I still think is a good character. Yeah. Um, even though he's a little confusing in, in the Marvel 616, but. Yeah, because they don't know where they want. No, now that they merge universes, they don't know what's going to, you know, it's kind of. Yeah, he's they're, just they're, they're he's kind of there, but he's not. Yeah, they're having DC DC syndrome. Oh no, merging merging universes. Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. But um, yeah, yeah. So I always love the way he handled the Ultimate Spider-Man book. Um, I didn't read his run Daredevil because I wasn't. Yeah, he wrote Daredevil. He wrote Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man, Powers, New Avengers. I never read Powers. Um, I never did either. Um, oh, his his Avengers stuff. I loved it. I yeah, loved the Avengers yeah. stuff. Alias, Jinx, House Alias of, He wrote good. House of M? Yes, he did. Yes. Secret Invasion, Spider-Woman, yep. All-New X-Men. Oh, That's all yeah. they list. Spider-Woman was good. But he wrote too. Avengers and he wrote New Avengers. Yep. I loved I loved the Avengers and New Avengers run that he wrote. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, no, they, they wrote New Avengers right on here. Because he did, yeah, because he, he did um, the Avengers Disassembled. And was then, that his first thing? It might have been his first thing. Because that was a big deal. The Avengers Disassembled happens and he just wrecks. Rex, Rex the whole yeah tears them apart. 
that uh, destroys uh, Vision, my one of my favorite characters, and all that stuff. But I so he's been with Marvel forever, and he's done a lot of yeah. stuff. And the it, fact that DC has him now is yeah, it feels he's, like they're just letting him do. <laughs> it's such a coup to let him do whatever he wants. I know. <laughs> he he's always because he's always because of he's been with them for so long, and all the stuff he did, he's always been a you know a Marvel guy to me. Yeah, um, and I've always you know. I've always loved the way he's handled the characters in the Marvel Universe. So I'm so he's gotten me to start reading Superman, Good. which is something I've never done on a regular basis. I might pick I might have picked up an issue here or there occasionally, mm-hmm. but so we'll see. Back when uh Crisis of Infinite happened for the first time. I say for the first time, not for the hundredth time. Uh and the big reboot happened and Burn took over. Oh yeah. And did the Man of Steel miniseries that I mentioned earlier, and they bring back Superman. Um, I was on board. Like I, I read Superman growing up. I read Silver Age stuff, Bronze Age stuff. I read all that stuff, but Superman was always kind of goofy. Um, I love the, the the original Superman movie. Love it. Uh, we'll watch it every single time. It's I love. Yeah, I love the original one too. Yeah, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves is awesome. Um, so far, he's my Superman. Yeah, I haven't found anybody yeah. that I like better than Christopher Reeves. Yeah, and on then the black and white. Uh, and then color George Reeves TV series. I watched all that growing up. Yes, that yeah, that was good. I thought that was great. But um, when Jerry Ordway was writing mm. was writing Superman and drawing Superman, and John Barron was writing and drawing uh, action, um, and they 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 put a lot of a lot of a lot of effort in the humanizing Superman. They brought mm. him down to a level where he wasn't just a god who could you know throw a chain around a planet and pull it into a new orbit if you wanted to and all that stuff oh i should have read it back then, then. <laughs> i didn't realize that because that was one of the that's always kind of my thing with superman I'm he like, was way too overpowered yeah yeah you could do what i mean they they would create brand new powers for him at the store i i dug up this issue that we had in our back as you been and uh it's superman firing these beams from his hands right and all these people all these people are like filming stuff just off panel and they're like wow what an amazing new superpower what is it no one will believe what he can do <laughs> so i leave it up there to just kind of you know make people ask what, what you know oh, what's yeah. it all about i look through it he has and i read it as an article about it online and i think uh, the newsarama or something like that he has this power that he can fire a beam from his hand and it creates a miniature version of himself like a real what? live miniature version of himself. And it flies off and it does things for him. What? <laughs> the power of red kryptonite, my friend. <laughs> they would invite they would invent brand new powers for him. What? Yeah. <laughs> that hurts my brain. Yeah. That's See that thing. that's the thing with me with Superman is one he's one I've always felt he was a little too power powerful for me yeah for my taste and then um he's never i never seen i've never seen like i used to watch like the the superman cartoon that came out after the batman the animated series oh okay so superman animated series yes yeah yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah with um Oh, who was it that was doing the voice? Yeah, the guy from Wings. I don't yes. know his real, yeah. know his real know. life name. That's how I'm always like, yeah, you know, the guy from Wings. Yeah. Anyway, so I used to watch that, um, and I used to enjoy it, but I never really, I never really um, caught on, caught on to any of his villains. Really? Yeah. See, to like, me, they, never, they really paid a lot of attention to to his villains. I think in that cartoon, and I think that when they they all had the animated series spin on them. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I think that they they all were really good. Like Metallo was awesome. 
It's, yeah. It's not easy to do Metallo. Metallo's either stupid or he's cool. Right, yeah. Uh, Toy Man. Mm. They've done so many versions of him. Yeah, yeah. The one I hate the most is the one who's he becomes a child murderer, and I'm like, oh my god, come on, this isn't this is oh, the universe. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh there's also the other Kryptonians, uh, right? Zod and and Ursa and uh, Non. Yeah, which which I I like I love them in in Superman too. Yeah. But I kind of liked them because they were like a, like they came and he defeated them yeah. and that you know like. And it, like I remember, Parasite was I can't I was I kind of like Parasite. He was kind of interesting. Parasite's really good. It depends on again. In some comics, he gets so big and bloated. Yeah, he looks right, like a giant yeah. tick or something like that. I yeah, don't like, I don't like a version of him. But I think he's another one. Like you said with Metallo, he you you know you can either really do him good. Yeah, or, or just, just kind of very badly. Yeah, just like get ridiculous <laughs> with him. Luther is the best. Luther is the best, but it's kind of like okay, you know. I've seen what Luther can do. Let's, you know. Oh, no, you can. You have not seen what <laughs> Luther can do. Uh, as we've learned from the Super Friends cartoon, he can make a deal with the Sun Fiends <laughs> <laughs> to destroy although, the Earth. Although they have done some interesting things with Luther, like the whole, you know, when he became president and when he sort of became a good guy ish. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like. I, I like when, when they, when they kind of, expand his character a little yeah and that's where you get the best the best villains are the ones that have the best expansion right sinestro just when jeff johns was writing uh green lantern sinestro yep. became amazing right because they yes. gave him so much backstory yep uh jeff johns was writing superman and they made they gave luther like a ton of backstory like yeah. luther's always had backstory but they kind of they, they did something different with him trying to make him a good guy which right. I, I liked a lot yeah um dr doom over in marvel Bendis. Uh, oh, you know, I love what he did. With yeah, Doom. made yeah. him a good guy. Yep. Well, not necessarily a good guy, but he kind of redirected his, his yeah, his <laughs> right, uh, yeah. egotistical, uh, you know, drive. Yeah, towards being good. Which, so he's still kind of a jerk. He's just not he's an a total evil jerk. jerk. Right. He's just not. He's just not bent on world domination yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, and I, I just, I really hope that Marvel kind of keeps him on that way for a while. But I don't think that they yeah, will. yeah. I'm sure they probably won't. But yeah, I'd like to see it. Yeah. But as far as uh, Man of Steel goes, uh, there's uh, I, there's so much that Bendis could possibly do with his villains. I mean, he's great. He created a brand new one that yeah. I, I thought I would hate right out of the gate, <laughs> and uh, and I'm not I'm not disliking this character. Yeah, he's his look is kind of um, odd. It kind of like when I look at him, like the first thing that pops in my head is like uh, Deathlock, or because of the way his oh, face is. Okay, yeah, from Marvel. Yeah, or about. Death's yeah. Head. Or Death's Head, or you probably think, you know, he's big enough to be compared to uh, Hulk or Doomsday, right? Yeah, yeah right. He's got this burn on his face, uh, and, and doesn't have a nose and stuff, so he's kind of got, like, almost like a Swamp Thing face, because he doesn't right. have a nose. Right, yes, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you read Swamp Thing, uh, Arcane, who is a bad guy yep. in Swamp Thing, he mm-hmm. looks kind of like Arcane, because he's just got these jagged teeth. Oh, yeah, he, right? yeah, yeah, you're right, totally. But he's a giant, hulking person uh, who isn't dumb. Uh, has good, yeah. has personal drive. The only thing that he's done so far in his book that I didn't like is that they kind of they they show the past and then they show present and what he's doing. And in the present, he's kind of wandering space and he goes to a planet mm. that has a giant bar on it, right? And he's kind of like <laughs> at the bar and behind the of bar there's a there's a 
there's a uh, a plaque or something that's uh, that's give, being a tribute to Superman. Oh, he yeah. sees that and he recognizes it as Kryptonian. And, you know, he gets on a space motorcycle, and that's what I didn't like. He gets on a space oh, motorcycle, geez, yeah. and he flies off to Earth to go kill <laughs> Superman. Space right? motorcycle. Uh, yeah. To me, there's only sp- a space motorcycle can only be pulled off by Lobo. Right. <laughs> and it's but, kind of... Um, the only reason it can be pulled off by Lobo is because Lobo is kind of that ridiculous, over-the-top character. Lobo's a biker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. But, I mean, other than that, I've liked how they've portrayed this character so far. So, mm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's, thankfully, it's a weekly book. It'll be over in, in two more weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then it's going to launch right into the new action comics. Which, and are they the they're still Superman. keeping the numbering? They are, and they are not. I think, oh, they're, going, I think they're doing legacy numbering, yeah. so I think it's going to be one, Ugh. and then a yeah. thousand and one under it. I hate when they do that. Yeah, because <laughs> you know how long that lasts. It doesn't yeah. last very long. And then it's like, it's, that's got to be confusing to people who don't, like, every, they're always talking about, oh, we got to get more people in to read comics and stuff. But if they come in, somebody comes in and says, oh, I want to read Superman, and they go over to Action Comics, and it's issue one, or 1001, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's very it's it's very difficult. A lot of new people that think that they want to get into comics feel like they need to start with reading issue one. Mm. Um but then I'm like, well, issue one of act, you know, his first appearance was 1939, 1938, and then it was 38. Um, that's a lot of reading. It's a lot of stuff. You, it's a lot of stuff you don't want to read. Yeah, oh yeah, and there's a lot of stuff you'll have trouble finding and trouble reading. Yeah, I tell people a lot of times when they're trying to get into comics, I'm like, I would just probably either just pick one up and read it. Yes. Uh, or do a little bit of research about about really popular storylines and just get that trade. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, because then you're guaranteed a good story. Because you and I have read comics for a long time, and uh, we've read a lot of things that aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. But then you get something that's really good, and it really shines, and yeah. you tell everybody about it, and it sells like crazy. Um, that's just the way comics work. Yeah. I mean, you know, they put out an issue a month. They can't all be winners, right? <laughs> right, right. Which, this actually is kind of a good segue, is one of the reasons why uh, DC is doing their new DC Black Label. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. And I, was, I, read the whole, I read the whole promo on this when they, when they first talked about it. They sent us a lot of information on it. Yeah. And basically, oh, cool. the, the pitch for it was, all our, all our you know, in the, in the 80s, we decided, <clears throat> well, DC decided that they would let really popular artists and writers come in right. and do their own thing. And it would happen outside the DC continuity. And and they ended up becoming, you know, since they had no, they didn't have a lot of like oversight and they didn't have a lot of people telling them what they needed to do or, or, or connecting it to something else. They ended up doing really, really good things. You had Frank Miller that did Dark Knight Returns. Uh, you know, you had, um, you had Alan Moore coming in and writing V for Vendetta and Watchmen and all that stuff. More classics. Right. And it's all stuff that DC now feels that they'll let them do whatever they wanted. They can do it in the format that they want. There's no right. limit on page count. There's no limit on how they want to portray, you know, they can do it on whatever paper or stock or presentation that they want. Mm-hmm. And then if it's good, it'll become canon. Right. <laughs> if it's not good, that was a great experiment. And I think this is a really, really, really good move from DC. I think so too. Now I have, um, I have an article here and it lists some of the stuff some of the books um and the first one they list is batman damned yep 
That's that looks so beautiful. Just a picture that they use to promote it, which is written by Brian Azzarello. Yeah. So they're the right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he's done some great stuff, and it's drawn by Lee Bermejo. Yep. Who's who is one of my favorite artists? Yep. He's and, great. And doesn't I don't get to see him often enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's awesome. Um, this next one, uh, they have listed as Superman year one. I'm very excited about that. Um, it's written by Frank Miller and drawn by John Ramita Jr. Right. And I had the same, the same, you know, caution yeah. about this. Frank Miller has not written very well over the last, like, maybe five years. Yeah. He used to be really good. His track lately, record with the, with the sequels to Dark Knight has yeah, not been good. Yeah. Those have been really uh, up and down. John Ramita Jr. was in his highlight in the 80s, uh, and his art is becoming more... Not, I, not as tight as it used to be, but I am I, I am not a fan of John Romita Jr. Yeah, not, a lot of people aren't now. Yeah, uh, I I mean I he's got the right anchor on it. If he's doing it all himself, it might be too rough. But if he's if he if you get a good anchor on his on his work, it can really be really really good. Yeah. So so the Batman comes out in September. Yeah. Superman comes out in November. Um, the the year one thing is interesting to see them do a year one Superman. Yeah. Could be interesting, but it's outside of continuity too, so they could try something different, right? But I'm just I'm iffy on on the the team, the creative team. Yeah. Um. Then they have listed the other history of the DC universe. So excited for this book <laughs> from John Ridley and an unannounced art team. I'm so excited for this book. I I don't know much about that one. It's it's the history of the DC universe seen through the eyes of. B and C level heroes and villains. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, it's that sounds great. awesome. I'm yeah. going to have to put that on my pull list. <laughs> oh, that sounds wicked awesome. Yep. Oh. It's not going to be the Trinity. It's not going to be, you know, the guys that you think you're going to see. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be yeah. it's going to be the the DC universe through their eyes, which oh, should be really good. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love there's a lot of of DC has a lot of those level characters that I love sometimes more than the than the the big characters. Yeah. Like I've always been a fan of Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yep. Yep. Always. Um They have a rich the rich like catalog of characters yes, that they could yep. they, they could use. I've always liked like Captain Adam yep. and and you know, even though they, you know, he just named a bunch of Chowton. I know, yeah, I know. Created by Chowton Network. I know, acquired I, I by love, DC. Yeah. But that's fine. Those are some of my favorites. Plastic Man. Oh, the Plastic Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His new miniseries just started. I just read the first the issue lot. today. Yeah, yeah. I liked a lot. That yeah, I did too. I'm I'm interested in that one. Um, so they have a couple another a uh, couple of other things. There's another. Announced. There's another Batman one. I can't remember yep. what it's about. So they're they're. It, in, according to this article, it says previously announced but unscheduled. Uh, Wonder Woman Historia. Oh, there's the two Amazons, one, yeah, there's two Wonder Woman books. Yeah, by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez. Yeah, or Jimenez, whichever. You, I think it's Jimenez. I think it's yeah. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and then Batman Last Night on Earth by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Yeah, I. I don't like Scott Schneider's writing at all. I don't. I try and I try and I try because everybody loves his writing. Yeah. I just, I can't like it. I, I am, yeah, I'm kind of up and down with Scott Snyder. Like some, some of his stuff I really loved. Yep. Some of it I didn't. Yep. 
Man, like the the when he when he switched over to the uh, All Star Batman. Oh yeah, man. Is that even being published anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's being published. I wasn't really loving that. Now, have you read Have you read uh, the new Justice League that he's writing? So he did Batman Metal, which was yeah, like my personal bane. I hated that book so much. (laughs) I haven't actually finished it yet. And so, well, don't even bother. Metal is terrible. Well, I have the issues, yeah, so I'm going to end up reading them. Do but yourself a favor. Anyway, um, you might like it. I never. I should never tell anybody not to read a comic. Um, yeah, true. And then, and then, so now that leads into they did the Justice yeah. League weekly miniseries that was four issues, no justice. Yeah, which I liked. Good which point. I haven't read. Had some flaws to it, but it I was actually good. missed the first two issues of it. So. Yeah, it, it sold right out. Yeah. Um, the artist on that book, I can't remember his name. Um, doesn't. I don't know his art style. It's like he doesn't ink it, so mm. it was very, it's very, it's very, it looks very sketchy. Um, mm. uh, like it's just interesting pencil, but it looks really good. Um, but anyway, that that Justice League miniseries ended, and then it launched right into the new Justice League ongoing series, right? Which I got that she's writing, and I read the, the first, first two issue. issues, and I like the first oh, issue a lot. Yeah, issue two is out, and I don't know if I like the second issue. I have not read the second one yet. So I'm going to try it. I'll probably try it up to issue five or six, because mm. that's usually when a, when a story arc will kind of wrap up or yeah, whatever the right. writer is trying to get across is going right. to be there. So um, if I don't like it by issue six, I'll be done. Done! Done! <laughs> now I'm trying to remember it. What? The first issue. Oh, what, of Justice League? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, the, yes, the, yes. the Something launched out of the source wall, because yep. the source wall is a giant hole in it now. Right. And uh, and that happened in the No Justice. Uh, no, the destruction of the source wall happens at the end of metal. Oh, okay. So that's and I can't call it the destruction. It's a hole in the source wall. Yeah. And anything fourth world or Jack Kirby related, I love. And the fact uh-huh. that they throw that in there made me very excited. But then I'm like, ah, the rest of it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But I'm happy because they brought another one of my favorites back, and that's the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, he's been gone forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they brought him back into the. Um, Justice League. He's been gone since the New Fifty Two. Yes, I mean he's come. He's he's made appearances. No, he was not in the New Fifty Two at all. No, but he like he made he had like a mini like when Rebirth Rebirth started. Oh yeah. He, um. No, he, I don't think he was in Rebirth. He had a mini series. Did he? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that oh, out. So, yeah. Which was which was interesting. He he like split his personality into a bunch of different. <laughs> I know it. It sounds weird. But no, it was, no, no. It was I interesting. You. Uh, he split his personality up into a bunch of different characters, and then it was. Um, it was. It started off good, but yeah. it, then it kind of was it a soul searching origin issue. Is that what it was? No. no. Well, uh, and then like Mars, there was something about Mars. I don't remember the whole story, but Mars was like going to collide with Earth or something like. I don't know. Oh, that's it, not familiar. It got all funky. I have to check it out. Anyway. The uh, my problem with Martian Manhunter, I love the character. He is very powerful and as powerful, probably not as more powerful than Superman. Yeah, yeah, and can, yeah. And he's, all he's done, in my opinion, over the last twenty years, was sit in the Justice League comm tower <laughs> and just tell people, um, Wonder Woman, 
Superman's called, he would like you to go and do something in Indonesia. (laughs) Which is kind of what he did in the first issue, this first issue of Justice League. Yep. All he did was connect them through through psychic powers. And uh, I read a a preview for the new Titans book coming out and Miss Martian's in that. And guess what? She does the same Same thing. thing, (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I'm like, I feel, I always felt like, I love Martian Manhunter, but I always felt like he wasn't used correctly. Yeah. Martians are just communication towers. As yeah. <laughs> Which is fine as far as that, but that shouldn't be the only thing yeah. that he's used for. Yeah. Now, I remember back in the day and, and you know, uh, Bronze Age, Justice League stuff that I read, um, right. Martian Manhunter did things. Yes. Heck, he even ran Justice League Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and see my, see, my favorite Justice League has always been back in the... Uh, Keith Giffen days. Oh yeah, that's that stuff's great. I love all that stuff. There's so much humor in that book. Ah, so much. It was so much fun. Yeah, that was such a great. Book. I re- I've read them all. I went, you know, I read the Justice League Europe, the Justice League International, the Justice League in- Antarctica. Antarctica. Yep, that one was awesome. <laughs> I used to love Justice League back then. Yeah, big fan of those books. And it really it made it made Justice League very popular again for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yep. It was a fun uh, bunch of books. But there's a Going back to black label stuff, there was, I was just two Wonder that. Woman titles. There's Wonder Woman Storia, and there's another Wonder Woman title. There's two. I know there's two Batman. There's two Wonder Woman. There's one Superman. I don't remember what the other Batman one was. The other Batman one. I did, oh, oh, yeah. The Scotch Night one. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman Diana's Daughter. Yeah. Ooh, by Greg Rucka. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a good artist. Very good to be announced. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, now that and we've then. gone back to it, there's another interesting thing that they're doing. And they're going to be reprinting some old titles. Um, what do you mean? According to this. Clarify now. Uh, for example, they're going to be reprinting Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's All-Star Superman. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's in trade. That's been in trade for a while. They're reprinting it in single issue, single issue format? It doesn't really specify. Huh. I, miss, I didn't read that the first time around. I waited for that to come out in trade, and I read it, and I was like, oh, my God. How did I not read this one at first? I, came I out? read it in issues, and I, and I, yeah, I've been so cautious of Grant I, Morrison for a long time. I mean, I re- grew up reading him when they first hired DC first hired him, and yeah. he was doing Animal Man. Or oh, all I loved that, his Animal right? Man, and then I read a bunch of his other work. But then it seemed like he really just was all out. Hey, yeah, I'm just going to take peyote and write yeah, the wackiest little, stuff. <laughs> yeah, he went a little, like he went a little too far. You're like, all right, bring it back a little, because because. I loved his Animal Man stuff, and I became a fan of his then. Like, he was my favorite writer for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And, then, you know, there was nothing like that going on. I yeah. mean, that was when Vertigo was just growing, and, you yeah. know, Sandman I, was happening. I Alan remember, Moore was writing I remember stuff. there was an issue of Animal Man near the end of his run where he, he actually had Animal Man come out and meet him. Yeah. That was in the last... Um, I don't know if it was issue 12 or 24, because it was, uh, it was really kind of... Um, an enclosed story. When yeah. he, once he finished it, yeah. it was done. But he did meet I himself. I think it was twenty four or somewhere around there. Yeah. At one point, he becomes conscious correctly. of the fact that he's a comic. Yes. And addresses the reader. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, it is so awesome." Yeah. Um. So yes, but the All Star Superman was good. Um. So then they're going to do Mark Wade and Alex Ross's Kingdom Come. Oh yeah, that's great. Another, I tell people all the time to read that book. Yes, that was a good one. I mean, I love Marvels, but I think Kingdom Come is really. One of one of um, um, one of the best. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, 
Yeah, Marvels was great, but yeah. yeah, Kingdom Come, yeah, was definitely like a whole different level. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they're gonna do the New Frontier by Darwin Cook. Yeah, oh, that's good stuff. Book. That's good stuff. Uh, Batman Year One by Frank Miller and David Mazzuchelli. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dark Knight Three: The Master Race. <laughs> you kidding Which me? I don't. You kidding me? <laughs> That's being reprinted. I, I know <laughs> that that one. I don't. Why? <laughs> you know why? It's because it's somehow somehow it's in his contract. That it I has guess. To be reprinted. And then, but then it also says they're going to be reprinting the Batman White Knight, which just ended. Well, that hasn't been released in a trade yet. Oh no! Yeah, it says it's going to be collected under yeah. the black label imprint. That was supposed to be really good. I did not read it. I read it. It was pretty. It was interesting. I read I the first. It. I read the first issue, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a Batman title story that I may have read before." <laughs> so it doesn't seem like it's super original to me. It was interesting. I um, liked it. Sean Murphy is an amazing, amazing artist. Yeah, um, I, I tried getting him to our store, but he's always too busy. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's very difficult to get people to, to come to um, a comic shop. Yeah, I feel like. Um, Why is he around here? Uh, he's not super far from here. He's oh, no he's in the New England area, I think. Oh, that's cool. Uh, John Mills, who I uh, who I have uh, do stuff for our store all the time, he has met him has met Sean Murphy a bunch of times. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and I don't know. They say he's really cool, but he's always a little weary about doing doing appearances. So mm. a lot of these guys seem like they just want to do the big convention appearances because they probably make more money. Oh, yeah, makes sense, sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the black label. Yeah, and, and so that's cool. Man of Steel. That's gonna be cool stuff. Uh, one of the other things that I've been reading lately is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I love all things Jack Kirby and Fourth World. One of my favorite writers, Tom King, mm. who wrote Vision for Marvel, which was just stellar it was amazing it, well, <laughs> it was so I, good i don't even have the words right i'm glad you read just, that because uh, so i am too yes um i remember i remember i was i wasn't gonna read it because yeah, I'm like, it was such a joke looking at the ads I'm like yeah I'm like, it's, it's him it's with the vision, family i don't care and then i read the fir- the first issue was in the back of i want to say amazing spider-man yeah because they were really promoting stuff they were putting yes. almost a whole issue Yes. Attached to other issues for free for yeah. like two months, right. which was a good move by my Marvel. That was. That was really, because yeah. that's, I read that um, in in The Amazing Spider-Man, and I was hooked. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I got to read the rest of this series. Yeah, it was so good. So actually, I don't have the first issue. Uh, <laughs> I have the rest of this series. A but Vision? I yeah. I don't have the actual first issue. Uh, I had to read it in trade format because it was impossible to get. I couldn't reorder it. We couldn't oh, yeah, get it. it was, yeah, it was, it was hard, yeah. Um, I believe I had to put it on my subscription list. Oh, for Vision? Yeah. Yeah. So, you're going to hear tape now for a minute. Hold on. That's right. Taking a comic out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> so now, over at DC, Tom King is doing Mr. Miracle, right? Yes. Now, how familiar are you with oh, I know. fourth world stuff? Uh, pretty familiar. I mean, okay. not like... If, if Even at the very minimum, you've you watched Justice League yeah. Unlimited and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. They do that all I'm not like deeply guys. entrenched in it, but I know I, I know the basics. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this book, uh, Mr. Miracle, um, in, in issue one, uh, instead of trying to... It's, it's, I'm just going to come right out and say it. This is a deeply depressing book. I've heard. Yeah. I've, I've read this. I've read, this I've, read, I've, heard. I've read issues one through eight or nine right now, and I every time I read this book, how many? It's the twelve issues. It's a twelve total. issue. Yeah. yeah. So it's on issue nine right now, and uh, 
I don't. Scott Free is not a likable character right now. The, the uh, more he's very flat, yeah, and emotionless, and there's a lot of things happening around him that he's not really reacting to, and it comes off as if he's he's depressed a lot. Um, he tries to kill himself in the first issue and can't do it. Uh, it's the only thing he's not able to do apparently because he he's an escape artist and so he's he, telling everybody that he's trying to escape life. He tries and fails. He tries or? to kill himself, but he fails, and he yeah. fails. Yeah. Okay, but he so he doesn't like try and then back out at the last. No, moment. he literally attempted to kill himself, and 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 uh, either Big Barter found him or somebody found him, and that's that's actually an interesting um, idea on Mister Miracle. Yeah, he was. A, he's a, for some reason they don't really tell you why he's depressed in the first issue. But he's depressed enough to try and commit suicide. I'm sure that's part of the story. It is, and and the uh, the artist is who is the artist on this? Mitch Mitch Gerardus. Do you know how to say the name? Is G E R A D S Gerardus? I guess, yeah, yeah. Who I'm not familiar with. But um, the way he writes it is: um, Have you ever seen like a VCR tape that's off track, and it just kind of yes. it just kind of squiggles? Yeah. Right or security footage or whatever, or you know, right, yeah. it just squiggles out for a little while. Um, there's a lot of that happening in this book. Oh, I heard something about that. Yeah, right. So as I'm reading it, and I, I got to like around issue four or five, and uh, there's a really important scene where he's being interrogated by Orion, who's trying to find out that if Mister Mister Miracle is an agent of Darkseid, because mm. he feels that he is. Uh, during this interrogation, there's a lot of that happening. Yeah, and I started thinking, is this happening when he lies? Is, is is I read the page like three times. Yeah, and I was like, okay, if if this art is happening when something is untrue, I'd have to go back and look at all the other issues. Right. Yeah. Um, but that whole interrogation was done in such a way as, and you don't know if he's lying or not. <laughs> so right, yeah. that didn't help me clue in. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so if that doesn't pay off by the end of the book. If that art style doesn't pay off by the end of this book, oh, I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm sure. It, that sounds like a big, and from what I've heard, that sounds like a big thing, yeah. like a big part of it. Right. And it's not just a, it's not just an art decision. Right. It's like a and, story thing. And then there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of panels that are just completely black and it just says dark side is. Mm. So like something will happen and all of a sudden poof, dark side is, but it's not just randomly placed in there. It's usually when something very big happens, you right. know, like. He tries to kill himself. Bam! Dark side is now. Correct me if I'm mistaken here, but is is Mister Miracle the one that switched with Orion? Yeah. So what happened was to to, to end the first war between uh, New Genesis and Apocalypse. Uh, High Father decides that they're going to form a treaty, and uh, Dark Side will stop his aggressions towards New Genesis. All they have to do is exchange their children. Right. All right. And they address that in this book too. It's a big deal. Oh yeah. Um, so. Darkseid has his son, Orion. Actually, I don't even know if he was called Orion or if the High Father named him. Sure, but all yeah. they just show up with a baby. And Granny Goodness gives the baby to High Father Granny and they take and they, they take Scott Free, who isn't his real name. They make a point in saying that Scott Scott Free is not his real name. It was a name that That, that would was, make sense, yeah. That was given to him as a joke by Granny Goodness because he couldn't escape oh, yeah, the yeah. orphanage. That's good, yeah. Um, that is actually that's good, yeah. So they exchange babies and High Father raises Orion as a son, uh, right. treats him like he would any other member of of, of the new gods, and Darkseid just goes, Here, Granny, stick this kid in your orphanage. <laughs> Do something with him. I really don't care what happens. <laughs> right? Right. And over the course of this entire book, it's kind of a spoiler, but at one, at, later on in the series, uh, 
Big Barda gets pregnant and they have a baby. Mm. Uh, and they spend a lot of time talking about how they were raised by Granny Goodness. Yeah. And it's none of it's good. Because Granny Goodness is a terrible, terrible human being. But again, there's a whole there's there's kind of an issue where they they go to talk to Granny again and yeah. they have a lot of they have a lot of love for granny but they're like oh granny you're the best remember when you took me and you submerged my head in the fire in the in the fire pits of apocalypse and she's like oh yes dear i remember that you took that very well so and it's part of the reasons why this book is depressing to read mm. <laughs> um but tom king is one of my favorite writers in 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 comics right He's, now yeah i mean i i didn't come across him until the vision yeah vision was great book, but his run on batman is amazing yes yeah and I, i'm i'm liking this book but eh, it makes me sad to read. <laughs> so i just wanted to be over and at this point by issue nine i'm really starting to worry for the health of his newborn baby like, oh, really? i'm afraid that something might happen baby <laughs> um i that makes I might have to check that out when it comes out on trade. Yeah, I'm but, definitely um, going to publish it, and I don't know because I, I'm I'm interested to see what direction the, what it ends up. Now, and you read so you read all you all you read all of Vision. Yes, in Vision, the pacing that in that book is very different. Um, ah. It's about uh, it's about Vision trying to be more human in a way. Yeah, uh, have a family. Yeah, make Cre- it make make a family. Make his life not just being a superhero. Right, um, and people acknowledging him as a even though a lot of the heroes in the world acknowledge him as a sentient being right um it's both him and his family and trying to be acknowledged as a as sentient beings by everybody else in the world yeah they move, um, they move to the suburbs right right yeah. this the pacing is very slow uh even though there's a lot of action in it because it goes from a war with apocalypse to earth to a war with apocalypse and earth uh the bis pacing is very slow and a lot of a lot of people that come to the store and buy it are like eh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully when it's all said and done it'll it, it'll be it'll be one complete story and the payoff will be really good so yeah um i think that one i didn't really hear about until it was already more than halfway through right maybe yeah yeah something like that where to where it was a point where i was like well it's it it's kind of pointless for me to try to hunt it down and so i'll just like wait till it comes out and if, trade if, if they do but, it like they did in vision then um they should release a trade soon yeah because it's on issue nine um because they, they released vision in two parts it was it was trade one and trade two and they were each six issues each right yeah so, so they'll probably do that um but yeah that i might have checked i do i love Tom King is really interesting. Yeah, his run on Batman right now is amazing. I just yeah. read I just read issue forty nine of Batman yesterday, um, and it was the entire issue was a conversation between Catwoman and Joker ah. on the floor of a church because they got in a fight. Yeah, and Catwoman cut Joker's throat throw, so he's holding on to his throat to try and stop himself from bleeding out. And he shot Catwoman, and she's holding on to her her bullet wound to stop herself from bleeding out. And they're just lying on the floor the entire time, just talking. (laughs) It was such a good book. Yeah, actually, I could. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. Um, So I read the the last one. I love the idea that um, spoiler. um, He he has Joker kind of 
upset because he didn't yep. get picked as his best man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> all. I'm just like that's all addressed in this issue too. It's I'm really like, good. Oh, that that that's really good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I lo- I love the way he I love the way he writes uh, all the all the Batman villains. And yeah. The only the only thing he's written so far is that those two issues where. It was Booster Gold trying to change time. Oh yeah, I didn't like those issues at all. They felt very much like fill-in for me. Yeah, and I was just like, ah, I know. Especially, I've read this. What's fixed time? Oh, it was gone terribly wrong. Story a yeah. thousand times. Especially that, that I love Booster Gold, so I was kind of like, nah. I didn't and then it made him really crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that. Booster yeah. is egotistical, but he's not nuts. So yeah, and I just I didn't really like the the whole direction. That story went in, but right, you know, it was again, just two issues. It did, it did kind of seem like it might have just been filler. It totally was. I mean, that's yeah, it just really feels that way. So yeah, <clears throat> and then it was just to get to get them to issue fifty. Yeah, <laughs> just get the issue. Yeah, 50. basically, yeah. So, but yeah, I love the and I loved the um, what was it? The free comic book day, the free comic book day story with Batman. Yes, where Joker was. uh I'm putting the comic back in the bag. Um, Joker was at that guy's house, yes, waiting for an invitation oh, for those was, to the wedding. Yes. And the, the guy's like, "Why? Why are you here?" Yes. He's like, "Well, an invitation has to go somewhere, sometime, <laughs> and this is someplace. Yep, at some time." <laughs> it was so insane. Oh, it was it was that was that was one of the best um, Joker stories I've read in, in quite a while. Yeah, they're sitting in front of a door at the guy's house, and this is a well-to-do guy. And they're just—he's got the guy sitting in a chair while they're staring at the mail slot. Yeah, staring at the mail slot, and everyone there's panels where he's just peering out of the mail slot, <laughs> waiting for the mail <laughs> waiting for the mailman. Yeah, and, and he has a whole conversation with the guy, and it just—oh, that was so good. Yep. And Apparently, for, he's uh, Tom King used to work for the CIA. Yes, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, yeah, that's right. Interesting. Good. Yeah. The more I read about, the more I read of comics, the more I just want to. I want to learn more about his writing and see if he's done anything else besides this. But I like him a lot. He I, he has. I just don't remember what because he did. He did um, a creator owned. Oh, did he? Something in Image, maybe. I think because all that stuff is over in Image. Ah, curse my old man memory. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because that's. I think he did something. Ah, I don't remember now. Oh, man. <laughs> he did a thing at a time. I think it was for Image, though. And it was written. This is the thing we do. Now I have to yeah, look it just up. just look it up. Look it up, and I'll just, I'll just talk about comics. In yeah, just, just talk. Let's listen to the sound of a comic in a bag, everybody. <laughs> this is a comic in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, while we are looking that up... You buy anything exciting this week for comics? No, I yeah, haven't bought anything. Yet. Oh, that's right. You already told me. I, I'm going. I'll be. I'll be going down to the store tomorrow. Yeah. It just. I didn't. I was going to go today, but I didn't get a chance. To. I think I bought like five comics this week. Usually, I buy like a giant stack. I didn't buy very many. <laughs> oh, we did uh, the Sheriff of Babylon. Oh, okay. Oh, that was for DC Comics. Yeah, that's Vertigo, for Vertigo, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Sheriff of Babylon, huh? Yeah. Which I heard was good, but I haven't read it. Well, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. There we go. So, next up. Yeah, what else do we have in the docket? (laughs) All right, so here's something we can talk about, because I know know you've heard this story (laughs) because you've commented on it, Uh, and that is that they are going to be bringing um, 
to DC Comics official continuity. Nuclear Man. Oh my goodness! Who was? That's not a joke. <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, I think my comment was just no, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> you said that to me, <laughs> and I just said no. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know or don't remember, <laughs> Nuclear Man was the main villain uh, created by Lex Luthor, played by Gene Hackman. Only the best in. Superman 4. The quest for peace. The quest for peace. Now, the only way they could get Christopher Reeve to come back and do that movie was if they let him have a lot of input on the, on, on, on yes. how the story was going to go. It was his idea originally. He really, like really wanted, he really, really wanted the story, a positive story about Superman doing something to help the planet. Right. And at the time, the threat of nuclear annihilation seemed to weigh heavy in a lot of people's minds. <laughs> Right? Yes. Yes. So, uh, 1987, yeah. yeah. So he went and collected all the nuclear weapons. Yep. And threw them into the sun. Yep. But little did he know that Lex Luthor had taken a piece of Superman's hair from a museum. <laughs> which, done some genetic manipulation. Which there's there's a, a thousand <laughs> a thousand questions and points no, you can make. No, he gave it to the museum. That, but, he gave his hair. He gave a strand of his hair to the museum. Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's in the book, uh, and he uses he uses the help from his nephew, Lenny Lenny Luther. <laughs> oh, that yeah. I heard an interview, uh, by an interview of John Cryer, yeah, who played Lenny Luther. Lenny. <laughs> so and, terrible, and it was it was all about the the Superman four, and he just uh, he's. John Cryer is a good sport, I gotta say, because yep. he can laugh about it. But <laughs> well, I mean, he got paid for it, so why not? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is not, it's not Oscar material, but no. <laughs> but they take this. He takes his little strand of hair, and they he he puts it onto a nuclear bomb, and it gets taken and thrown into the sun with everything else, and that creates the nuclear man. Mm. <laughs> He had claws. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. He had fingernails that could grow. Uh, <laughs> he growled a lot. He did. I mean, he probably, I don't even know who the actor was, but I bet you he was just some some person who couldn't speak English. It was just like, just, probably like just a, growl. He's probably a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, he was probably some, just a bodybuilder. Weird like that. Uh, yeah, so I guess they're bringing, it, bringing him into DC. <laughs> That's great. I mean, why not? Continuity. I'm surprised it took him this long to bring him in. <laughs> I am too, frankly, to be honest with you. I am too. Um, you would think they would have done it way back then, but so anyway. I Did they say when he's coming out? Uh, I hope he teams up with Rogel Czar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't see it. Oh, boy. Huh? You know what? If if it's a Mister Mixelplick, who is which is how I pronounce that name, Mister Mixelplick mm. creates him as a gag. It won't be a problem. If he's created legit, uh, it'll be weird. Yeah, it doesn't really say. So it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be in Superman number two <laughs> coming <laughs> out in August. Oh, that means Brian Bendis is writing it. Fantastic! This is his idea. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but it doesn't doesn't give any details. He's only a couple years older than me. 
And so that means he probably has the same the same memories of those movies that I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be uh, drawn by Ivan Rice. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. I love his art. It's so good. Yeah. He was supposed to be. I, I thought they originally advertised that he was supposed to be drawing all of the Man of Steel miniseries, but he only draws some of the pages. Uh, yeah. Now, I got to say, they have a picture here, a pencil sketch of it, and I got to say, he did make him look cool. <laughs> He's got the same costume. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the claws, too. <laughs> yeah, and a beard. So, I mean. He's very, he's very upset. <laughs> he's very upset. He's angry. That boy. Oh, my God. He's angry. got the exact same symbol on his chest. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, he did, he, you know. Comics. It, <laughs> there you go. So, so we will certainly look forward to that. Uh, why not? So, another thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, did you hear they were doing an animated series based on Invincible? No, but I think that's amazing. Invincible. No, it's Amazon. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh. It's going to be on Amazon. Amazon's doing it? Amazon's doing it, yeah. Mm. Is it going to be PG or more? It better be. There's a lot of blood and violence There's in that comic. There's a lot of blood and violence in that comic. Um, I mean, there are people being ripped in two. I think it is, yeah. It's not going to be like a kitty. Um, that character deserves deserves something. I mean, he's, yes. it's a really, really, well, really good title. There was going to be a film adaptation from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Hmm. There was, but there's not. Well, there's, there isn't, there's no new information on it, so it's kind of up in the air. Invincible, if you don't know what that is, is a comic oh. by Image Comics, written and created by... Uh, Robert Kirkman. Rockman Kirkman, yeah. I was going to say the guy who, wrote, who created The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. And is basically um, inspired heavily by Superman, Superboy. Um, yeah. It's a young man who uh, his father is a Superman-level hero and has been defending the planet since as long as he's been born. And he gets his powers as a teenager, and He's, from there he finds out things are different than yes. they should be. Yes. And I don't want to spoil too much, but it's yes. pretty big. <laughs> yeah. And it... There's the right amount of humor, right amount of seriousness in yes. it. Yes. There's a lot There's a lot of very touchy or subjects that they, they work around. There are some, yeah. yes. Um and the the fight scenes, as you said, there's a there's a lot of they're visceral. They're really just they're right very there. visceral, yeah. yeah. But they're done in such a cool way that yeah. it was drawn by Ryan Otley, um, and I just I loved his his work on it. Who's now doing Spider Man? Yeah, he's doing Spider Man now. So that style is, that style it, is just cartoony enough, yes, to make these fight scenes not gory, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? yep. <laughs> but when you see the uh, some of the some of the just some of the images that are popping in my head as some of the fight. I'm just like, oh, like you feel the fights. Yeah, yeah. But um, but again, it's it's not all fights. There's some really good, um, some really. Kirkman took took Invincible in some very interesting ways, story wise, mm-hmm. and uh, I that was one of my favorite books for the time that it was out. Yeah, I've only I've only read the maybe the first couple of trades of that. We should do a whole podcast about about image stuff. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's we'll do that, that a thing. at some point. Um, yeah, but it was oh, I love that book so much. Yeah, it was just so good, and I'm I'm very excited um, that they're gonna they're going to do a a an animated series on Amazon for it. 
but it doesn't have a release for yeah, it or anything it's probably yet, just so. been announced yeah it's just been stuff. announced yeah but oh i'm very excited about it they have to get, to get the right style animation on there too oh yeah hopefully it's yeah. very similar to the original art they could do it so yeah it'll be tricky but they could yeah so i'm kind of i'm very excited about that that'll be really cool yeah i can't wait for that so next up did you have anything else no i don't think so i mean i have so i already have some ideas for one of our next podcasts i wanted to, i think we should do stuff on uh would you like to write them down yeah we should write them down i want to do stuff on like luke cage and uh oh have you watched i've watched the first two episodes already. i haven't watched it yet yeah so i think we should talk about that after we watch more and uh and cloak and dagger oh i haven't watched that yet either uh, yeah, it's terrible is it yeah that's what i was afraid of <laughs> but i'm gonna make you watch it so we can talk about ah, it you son <laughs> of a mother <laughs> Um. Yeah. See, I'm because it's on freeform and stuff. I'm and just and cloak and dagger is one of those. Well, there are two of those characters that I that they're okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't like. Sometimes it's cool to see them when they interact with other heroes. But I've never been that interesting on in them on yeah. their own. Um. I mean, I was you know reading when they were created. Uh, they were introduced in Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man, which was my Spider-Man book growing up. Oh, yeah. um, so I like those characters a lot. They're very really good. Um, Cage. So um, here's some interesting things. Uh, the site Newsarama um, did an article, two articles, where they were talking about some of the s- nice. Sorry, just knock it. Breaking <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, where they're talking about stuff that they learned from DC and Marvel's. Uh, September solicitations. Yeah, what they put down there. Um, so, oh, what do you th- are you gonna? Uh... No, probably not. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a conversation on. Uh, no, um, I forgot that Cosmic Ghost Rider. I'm kind of interested in that. I'll let you. I'll let you carry the conversation on that one. <laughs> I'll read it to talk about it, but I. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of. I'm interested in it. Um. So, oh, I jumped way ahead. Whoa, where are you going? All right, so let's cover the Marvel stuff first. So, one thing is, <laughs> Deadpool, in issue number four, is apparently going to go to Weird World. Do you remember Weird World? Yeah, 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 with the elves. With the elves? With the elves. What? Weird World. Are you thinking of a different world? No, nah, well, I might be thinking Wait, of a different elves? Weird World. Did they have elves? Yeah, elves in there. Was there? Yeah, they brought it back for Secret Wars, too. Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's right. There was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah, a, it was like a 1970s Ralph, Ralph yes. Bashi movie. It was yes. just so weird. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> so weird. World is making a comeback. How weird? <laughs> I find it strange. I kind of like the Weird World miniseries that came out, but hey, I liked it too. I mean, I like. Uh, I I I think that was more like for the, the artwork. Yeah, well, the art was pretty good, man. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, Did you know they're doing um, they're doing mashups on Marvel characters coming up very soon? They're gonna do they're gonna do Ghost Rider and Black Panther. Yeah, I heard and it's something be about called that. Ghost Panther. Yeah, and, and they're gonna and do it was, with other ones too. Yeah. So that made me wonder: are they are they doing like an amalgam? Maybe. And if they're doing an amalgam, is it potentially gonna be a tribute to what they did with DC? And if it's a tribute to what they did with DC, would they ever do it again? Because when they did the amalgam of Marvel and DC characters back in the 90s, I loved it. 
Yes. Dark Claw. I did too, yeah. Generation Hex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the, the Green Lantern one? Iron Lantern? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Iron Lantern, yeah. I, actually, I could have. JLX. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to have seen more of those. Yep. But I think it's, it's, I don't know, I talked to John at the store and he thinks that they're just doing it because of the popularity of uh, of Cosmic Ghost Rider. And I was oh, like, yeah, maybe, that could be yeah, it too. That maybe. just ruined my whole dream. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks, John. Uh, they're going to be doing a big X-Men crossover thing called Extermination, hmm. in which X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold are coming to an end. Are they going to make up new colors? <laughs> X-Men Purple and X-Men Green? Yes, exactly. And they just recently sort of brought back Charles Xavier. I hope they write extermination with a with like a really big X. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure. Did you have you been reading any X Men stuff? Uh I don't read hardly any Marvel stuff anymore. I'm really? a DC guy through and through. Ugh. Um I do read some Marvel stuff and I try and keep keep an eye on what's being published. Although I will tell you that I um I bought into the um Marvel Unlimited service. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just so I could read older Marvel stuff again. Oh, like, yeah. I have got, like, so many issues on my reading list on that on that app. Like, I'm reading all the classic Star Wars stuff. Ugh. I'm reading all the classic, uh, not X-Men, I'm reading all the classic uh, Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah. I just reread, there's, a, there's an old Marvel graphic novel called... What was it called? It was a team up between Doctor Strange and and uh, Doctor Doom. Um, oh, something in sorcery, I think, or, or something like that. Yeah, and it, it, it's 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 in Mike McNola, Mike McNola, McNola. Yes, does the art on it. Yes, yes, yes. And it is really good. It oh, I excellent. remember that. Yeah, and it was it's was totally. I mean, it was the app was worth it for me for that because I didn't have to either dig up my copy. <laughs> Or I didn't have to spend a lot of money to buy one. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, what about uh, what are your thoughts on the West Coast Avengers thing they're doing? I'll check it out. I'm a big fan of the old West Coast stuff. Yeah, because um, that came out in the '80s, the original West Coast Avengers, and that was that was when I was really, really in the Marvel. Mm. So I read, I read everything they put out. So mm. if it's Hawkeye's leading it, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Um, I think he is leading it. I would like Mockingbird to be on it, just because that would, um, yeah. I'm going back to the old days. Yeah. Throw Tigra on the team, but no reason other than <laughs> Tigra. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember who else is on the team, but it was some... I the think- Iron Man, the Roddy Rhodes uh, Iron Man. Yeah. And Tony wasn't wearing the armor. He oh, was yeah. on that team. Yeah. Uh, and somebody else, Vision, was oh, on yeah, that team. Vision, yeah. And that was after Vision was deconstructed and put back together again and he was like pure android oh was that when he was white yeah 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 that was weird um do you know anything about the spider again thing coming up the what the what now i get all right that'll be enough <laughs> it's a big spider-man story coming up big called spider again uh who's the new writer on spider-man donny cates hmm. i, don't know if I, know I think no donny cates is doing venom all I know is that Dan Slott's gone over to gone over to uh, Fantastic oh, I, Four, yeah, and Fantastic Four, yeah. Oh crap! Who's doing Spider Man now? I don't know. That's oh, all right. That's all right. Donny doing Venom, and I'm here just to distract you. Son of a! 
Anyway, in case you didn't know, Dan Sly is no longer writing Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So what about, what about the Fantastic Four coming back? How are you feeling on that? Well, it's been a long wait, and it I'm is. looking forward to it. I'm really enjoying Marvel 2-in-1, which is like a primer for the Fantastic Four right oh, now. I haven't read that. It's really good. Is it? It's excellent. Yeah. Um, now, when, they, when Marvel came out, their editor-in-chief and somebody else, maybe the head of marketing, I don't know who he was, made this video you guys can find it on youtube if you want to watch it oh yeah where they really were like all right we have a big announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be four and they were like oh it's like two guys like you and me sitting across from each other and they were just like wow what do you mean by four and the other guy <laughs> was like well, i'm glad you asked <laughs> we're bringing back the fantastic four and they're like wow i wonder who's gonna write it and oh, i'm not just gonna get anybody we were waiting for just the right writer <laughs> Dan Slot. <laughs> and when they said that, I was just like, oh. <laughs> You're telling me you were waiting freaking five years for Dan Slot to free up? <laughs> it's like, I think. You're really pushing too hard. <laughs> yeah, I find that a little suspect. But uh, Dan yeah. Slot's a, a fine writer. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a fine. But writer. no one, no one is waiting of bated I mean, breath for him to write the Fantastic Four. Yeah, he's 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 uh had his Spider-Man run. Well, had some good stuff, had some bad stuff. Um, again, the whole Doc Ock, Superior Spider-Man. That was great. Thing. I love that. That was good. That yeah. was good stuff. But I've already mentioned a hundred times when you take a villain and make him deeper. That's just a good, a right, good writing yeah. for you. It's fresh. But but we all thought... What, what's funny is we all thought that was going to be so bad. Yeah, everybody thought because it was going to be bad. If, if you... If the whole you, world was like ripping up their comics. Yeah. If you take a look at the concept, <laughs> you know, Spire, you know, Doc Ock dies and he... Takes he, over the body of Peter takes, Parker. His mind takes over the body of Peter Parker. He becomes a superior Spider-Man. And you're like, that is... Like so dumb. That is that's like um Otto Octavius. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh like not even Silver Age um cheesy kinda Oh and even like then that would last an issue. That would last maybe yes, two issues. Right, yeah. This is tw- this was, it was twelve or twenty four issues. Yeah, it was a good long time. Yeah. But it was it was so good. Yeah. It was, really it was good. so good. But yeah, so I'm not but I'm not like a super huge Fan of Dan Slot, he's okay. We'll so. find out. And I, I've had this conversation with people at the store already. It takes a very special kind of writer to write the Fantastic Four. They're yes. not easy to write for. Yeah, their their focus has to be on family and and big adventure. Right. <clears throat> I mean, because that's what they are. They're about science, adventure, and family. Those right. are the three core things. And you have to give every person in the family enough time. And now. They've at least taken the right move and brought Franklin and Valeria up in age. So now I think right, they're, yeah. they're teens now instead of really young. Yeah. Um, and you have to give them all their own voice. Right. And, right. Um, I do have to say, I just thought of, I did, I actually really, really enjoyed his run on Silver Surfer. Dan Slot wrote Silver Surfer? Yes. Recently. <clears throat> the, the, recently the, yeah. And that was with uh, Mike Aldred? Yes. Okay. So I didn't read that because I don't. And at this point in my my comic reading life, I don't like Mike Aldrin's art that much anymore. <laughs> See, it's, I do. It's really good art. It's really really good art, but I felt like it was too poppy for with Silver Surfer with Mike Aldrin. It's it's um it depends. See, I thought he was perfect on Silver Surfer. Okay, so 
but from for him it's it depends on what he does um kind of like um Humberto Ramos what did he do not in name's the, very familiar but he was on he was on um he did Spider-Man for a while okay. and stuff his he his style like I really like on certain things yeah. and then other things he's not quite right for yeah so it's the same thing like Aldrich did the FF book for, for a while too, and it wasn't a Fantastic Four. It was oh, like Ant Man and yeah, like that. And I was right, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, some things I'm like, man, it, it is a little. His style's a little too. It's very much pop pop art. Yeah, pop yeah. art. Yeah. But for the Silver Surfer book, it really worked. Yeah, for me, I really enjoyed it, and the story was really good. Yeah, I like how I like how they called the heat. They started calling his his board to me. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> he always says to me, <laughs> to me, my board. <laughs> so they started calling it to me, which was interesting. Um, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's move on to a little DC stuff. Oh, that's all we've been talking about is DC stuff. <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's, that's my forte. It is. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling about the Doomsday Clock? Oh, I love it. It's good. A lot of people in the store are falling off that wagon because they think it's too slow. I'm behind and, on it, but... Well, don't worry about it. You're never going to catch up because, yeah. uh, well, you don't, have to, you don't have to worry about falling too far behind is what I mean to say, is because DC keeps saying, well, we'll put it out every two months, or you know <laughs> what? what is, we're still going to do every two months, but we're going to skip an extra month. So that's every three. <laughs> every three. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to worry about falling too far behind. Um, I read it every time it comes out. It's right on top of my pile, and I read it probably twice to three times. Oh, really? I really take my time with it. Mm-hmm. I, I make sure I'm looking at all the panels. Um, I'm reading everything, and I love it. I think it's just a great experience for a yeah. book right now. Um, but yeah, sadly, I got a lot of people in the store that, at this point, they're saying either they want to remove it from the sub list and just get it in trade format, or mm-hmm. they're just unhappy with the the speed that the story is being told because there's nothing. Yeah. There's not a lot going on in the book. I mean, there is a lot going on in the book. If you read it, like I'm reading it, but there's not a lot going on in the book as far as action. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see where, where it leads to. To me, it's a, that's a really big book. I mean, it's a really, it's meant to be treated in the same way that the original Watchmen book was treated. Right. Yeah. The original Watchmen book is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of little things. Every book is a lot of, like a little tribute on something, like maybe on a news headline or a newspaper that's lying down. Um, now, the, the original Watchmen, I I read in in trade. Yep. Okay. Um, and I loved it, of course. But I wonder how. I always wondered how it would have been reading it in issues. I can tell you exactly what it was like reading in issues because it, it, it took a long time for it to come out. <laughs> and it suffered the same delays that this one has. Oh, did it? Yeah, so it was not very consistent. And between, uh, yeah. I think between issues 11 and 12, there was a long wait. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a lot of the same. It was it was a slow, slow book, but everyone who read it consumed it like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, because when I, I just read it in trade and you just, you know, go through the whole thing and you just like this. Is, it's a whole other experience. I, you know, I even read, because the, the trade I had, um, it had all the, like the, it had the uh, excerpts from the book. Yeah. I read all now, of Did that. you read all those? The first yep. time I read it, yep, I, I skipped that. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Next time I read it, I read all that stuff. And then I read it again, then I read all that stuff. And yeah. I don't think I, I ever read, read it again. I read every, I yeah. read every, I read that. I read the, um, the, uh, Pirate 
A pirate comic? Yeah. Yeah. Tales of Black Sails. Yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I read all of it. Um, here's something interesting. Uh, Batman issue, Batman issue 55, uh, is going to have. Clone of Dark Cover. Please say Clone of Dark Cover. No. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> uh, artist Matt Wagner is oh. going to be on it. I don't know if it's just for that issue or starting with that issue, but that's kind of interesting. I'd like to see his take on it. Um, I don't think he would be doing it on a regular basis. He's probably yeah, going to do. Not. He's probably going to do. A storyline. If it's two or four parts, he'll probably do the whole thing. Unless it's a one shot. But yeah. yeah, he won't be on it for very long. He's really good. He's really good at Batman. Yeah. Um, you know what? I can see them doing a, doing a, uh, a like a flashback story. Because he's really good at drawing like, like early Batman. I think Batman. that's what he is doing. And it would make sense too, because after the marriage with, with Catwoman, they're going to want to probably do something. They kind of slow it down. I think it's going to focus on Dick Grayson too. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, there's a really good. Just to jump in real quick, there's a really good. Uh, have you ever been reading any of the Prelude to a Wedding stuff? I haven't. No. Okay, so there's one where um, Superman and Dick Grayson, well Clark Kent, and Dick Grayson, uh, take Batman out uh, for a bachelor party, yep. but they don't want to take him to dance clubs or anything like that. So they're just trying right. to figure out what to do. Right. And since um, and since Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are not publicly getting married, uh, oh, right, Batman yeah. and Catwoman apparently are publicly getting married. I don't know how that's working. Out. I know. I was going to say it. Um, they, they're, they're, they're doing it in costume. So Superman's dressed as Superman. Batman's dressed as Batman. Dick Grayson's dressed as Nightwing. And they do their, they have the little adventure and they do the little thing. But at the very end, when Batman and Dick Grayson are, are alone, um, they have a whole conversation about why he wasn't picked as his best man. Uh, and uh, it, it's pretty good. It's because he's like, he picked Superman as his best man. Right. And he's like, oh, well, you know, this one let you know why I picked this instead of that and all that stuff. And I thought that was pretty good. It's only yeah, a page. Funny. It's only a page and a half, but it's still, I think. That's, that's funny very, because if important. you think about it, like, of course, sure, it makes sense that, that, bat, that Superman would be Batman's best man. But then you're like, oh, yeah, what about Nightwing and Robin and all that? Yeah. That's now, ever since, ever since, uh, you know, they've 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 kind of steered away from the the darkness of Batman and Superman not being friends, and they've become friends again. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's really good because it's it's uh, those uh, Batman and Superman have just know each other so well, mm. you know, that I, I just prefer it that way. Yeah, I prefer I the light side of the DC universe as opposed to, as opposed yeah. to the dark side of the DC universe. And I like the kind of they're like they're. They're good friends, but they're because they're so opposite of each other. Yeah, it makes for an interesting relationship. Yeah. So, what what do you know about this heroes in crisis thing? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, more information, please. Well, apparently, there's an event coming in September called Heroes in Crisis. Is it a fundraiser book? No, it sounds like the title of a fundraiser book. No, it's a it's an event book, and. It says it's gonna. It looks like there's gonna be some crazy changes happening to heroes in the monthly titles. DC. First, yes. This is probably gonna be uh, something that's coming out in September. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, I didn't realize they were bringing back Justice League Dark. That's yeah. Uh, that's part of the new Justice League. Um, the new Justice League thing that they're doing. Right. Uh, they mentioned them in issue two of of Justice League this week. Is it going to be the same lineup or Swamp Thing's on it? Oh, nice. 
Constantine, I assume. Swamp Thing's on it. <laughs> I don't know. They haven't shown him yet. They've just shown Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. Batman asked Swamp Thing to contact uh, somebody in space. I don't know who it was. John Stewart. So, once again, they're taking one of the most powerful characters in the DC Universe oh, and right, saying, yeah. hey, can you hey, communicate? Can we yeah. use you as a That's communicator? So, according to this, uh, Wonder Woman is going to discover a power that not even she knew about. Oh, I hope it's something like Super Flight. <laughs> I hope it's something like she can shoot out little versions of little herself, versions out, of herself her. out of her fingers. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, it says the Flash uh, is going to become the strongest man alive. And there's going to be a crossover between Suicide, Suicide Squad and Aquaman. That will have the throne of Atlantis finally being officially filled by a hero. Yeah, I don't know if I like what I'm hearing. And copy mentioning Mera's coronation. I'll read it. Because <laughs> you will. Because I read all DC stuff. Did I read you, so much DC stuff. <laughs> did you check out the new Hawkman? Yeah, it was so good. Was it? Yeah, it was very, very good. Wow. Now, Hawkman's, a very <laughs> <laughs> Hawkman's a very complicated character to write. Hawkman is another one of... My favorite, like, lower-tier characters. Yeah. Um, when he's done right. Right. Now, he's been done right before. When Jeff Johns brought him back, Jeff yeah. Johns oh, fixed yeah. him because he was a mess. Yeah. Um, the, uh, God, I can't remember the creative team that was writing his book after that, but when they wrote the, his, his his other book, the only, pr- the only problem I had was that he was very, very um, angry all the time. He was always full of fury, and he was oh, just yeah. this big... You know, big strong guy as Hawkman. Yeah, and he wasn't much different when he was Carter Hall. In this new series, when he's Carter Hall, he's very much like kind of Indiana Jones. Mm. And when he's Hawkman, he's not just a monster of a man who's just going to take a mace and beat you to to, to a bloody pulp. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only read got that off of one issue, but I, I, it's a uh, it's uh, toned down enough in the way he is as Hawkman that I think it's going to be really good. Oh, good. I immediately added it to my sub, so. Do you remember who's doing that one? Brian Hitch. Hitch. Really? Interesting. Hmm. I think so. Hawkman one. And I don't know. I don't know who else is doing it. Hawkman DC. Now, you probably, I don't know if you care about this at all, but. I don't care. (laughs) Good. No, tell me. No, I'm sure you won't. What? Uh, It was a funny thing. Um, Paul, who couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. Um, he sent me a link. Actually, I don't, everybody sends me links and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kills me. And it's always because I was like, "Hey, look at this!" And I'm always like, "Yeah, I saw it already." It, <laughs> I kind of, you know, I do four different podcasts, so I kind of have to. Yeah, you have to be on top of things. <laughs> have to be on top of things. But anyway, um, that is neither here nor there. He sent me a link. Um, IDW is doing a crossover. Um, Transformers meets Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I know I'm like, mm. I do care about that. I care about it an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, Brian Hitch is doing the art, and it's being wrought, written by Robert Vendini. Benedini. Oh, Venditti, yeah. But I like it. Oh, that's so good. Like yeah, it. that should be interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about it either. I love Star Trek. I love Transformers. I love the Transformers books IDW is putting out. Yeah, you know, I've heard... They're going to make a big change in now. heard the Transformers... There's more than meets the eye? <laughs> Just slap me. <laughs> you heard correctly. <laughs> 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all day. <laughs> I enjoy the Transformers. I've always, I've always been a huge Transformers fan. So I've, I've enjoyed the, what IDW has done. As you can see, you know, I have Transformers all over my room mm-hmm. here. Um, I have always, I've been enjoying what IDW has been doing with the Transformers. Even though this fall they're going to be re-changing everything. Yeah, it seems like there's a big event happening. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Star Trek. What kind of story that's going to be. I, I, this is what I imagine. Uh, it'll be very similar to Star Trek X-Men or Star, ah. or Star Trek uh, Green Lantern or Star Trek Planet of the Apes. Ah. They've done all these crossovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all good in some way, some way but they're all also going to be just an event. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you that a, a Transformer will transform into a Constitution-class ship. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> will it be the Enterprise? Who knows? Uh, or, I don't know. Will that I mean, if they're going to have a big, be- if they're going to have a big villainous, a big villainous, like, Transformer thing, so you would think Unicron, right? So maybe Unicron and oh, the yeah. Planet Killers. Remember the Planet Killers? Yes. Yep. So maybe those. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, maybe the Planet Killers will be Transformers. Maybe this giant cone thing will yeah, transform. Maybe. Maybe, um, maybe V'ger. V'ger. Oh, boy. But I'm all, all I, of course, everything I'm throwing out here is original series. It could be Next Generation or... No, this it's original series, I believe. Okay. Could be Voyager. Could well, be for now, the sequel will probably be Next Generation. DS9. Yeah. And then they'll go DS9. And then, oh, and then Enterprise. And then... Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I'll I'll read that because I can read whatever I want. I work at a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll, I might check it out. We'll see. Yeah. I don't even remember when it's coming out, but anyway. Uh well, do we have anything else we want to cover? Um, I don't think so. Not not tonight. I think mm-hmm. we I think we have a lot of good ideas for our, our next probably five podcasts. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so. This is going to be something we want to try to do on a regular basis. Um, I'm hoping at least once a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe next time we'll have our good buddy Paul with us yep. to discuss things. Yeah, or, you can always expect there to be um, guests from time to time. Sure, I'm sure. sure so. Yeah. We might have other, other people yeah. come in who want to talk some comics. It's always um, good to get someone who knows what they're talking about yeah. on the show. Although it could be interesting to have people come in and ask us questions. Yeah. That could be interesting. That's always well, tough. I love somebody, when people come not- to the store and they're like, can you explain the multiverse to me? And I'm just like, like oh. well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Which multiverse? <laughs> yeah, really. Which one? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, not a bad not a bad edition of the first episode of the New England Society of Geeks Comcast. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that whole thing with the... Uh, Disney and Comcast fighting over Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll try and buy this show. (laughs) (laughs) You can't afford it. (laughs) Anyway, so thanks for joining me, Dario. Yep, thank you very much. Although this was kind of your idea, but that's that's good. It was a good idea. Yep. And um, so if you would like to contact us and, uh, you know, Maybe let us know your thoughts or feelings or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe future subjects you might like it to hear from. Uh, you can email us 
at nesogpod at gmail.com. That's nesogpod. And you can follow us on Twitter at nesogpodcast. That's our Twitter. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, we'd really appreciate it if you could maybe, you know, uh, give us a little rating, maybe even a review on whatever um, app or podcatcher you listen to us on. Uh, We'd really appreciate that. And thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. All right. Hey. All right. Good job, guys. Uh, Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.